0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're going to get right into the Word of God, and the title of this message today is Free to Follow. What, a, what a, uh, an opportune. Uh, time to exercise, the option that most of us have, where the clock has been reset, the the year has been reset. It's a new year, it's a new day. Most people are looking for some new things, maybe some new changes in their uh, in their life. Uh, Want to make some changes? How many of you have ever been at the uh, place where you, you know, where you actually desired some changes? You you wanted to see some things change and. You know, maybe maybe sometimes that there's a negative, you know, side of that, but sometimes there's a positive side of that. Both is good as long as it brings us to the place of change. Because change is relative to life, isn't it, you know? The, uh, the second hand on the clock, by the time you read it, it's already changed. Yeah. The calendar, before you know it, the days change, you know, the weeks change, all that, you know uh you look in the mirror and uh uh within one twenty four hour period things change amen that's why you have to get up early to get ready to go anywhere <laughs> all right but change is normal changes is normal to life you know it it's uh it's you know it's something that uh you know, it's something that is is happening. It's going to happen. It's one thing that you can look forward to, if nothing else. That uh, things are going to change. And you know, uh, now as for now, God is a God who doesn't change. You know, and He said that the fact that He doesn't change is a rock for us it's a foundation for us it is a truth that we're not destroyed because we know every time we go to God he's always the same yesterday today uh, and uh, forever however uh, we we know that you know change has kind of been assigned to our side of things you know Uh, everything uh, here uh, is temporary Including our, our physical bodies all of this is temporary you know and one day we'll be in a place where there is no more there is more no more change so we have to we have to take advantage of the time frame of change for the option of change if we are going to experience change now if we want change Uh, changes available. Isaiah 61 through. I'm just going to kind of shoot through here real quick out of the Message Bible. I'm going to be working uh, out of the Passion Bible over in John 3 and verse 16 and 17 when we get there. But I want you to just hear this. You know, uh, the good news, uh, uh, that's what the gospel is called. It's called the good news. And it's, uh, it's, I have a message of joy today. I'm anointed to announce freedom to all captives and pardon to all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace. That's, the, that's what it literally says in Isaiah 61 verse 3 down through about verse 5. And the New Testament talks about a great grace. It says great grace was upon them all. Grace has made a place uh, for, uh, for us and for God and has also given space. You know, we're, we're in this thing that they call the dispensation, uh, fancy uh, religious term, the dispensation of grace, which means that uh, God, in his, out of who he is, his love uh, and his goodness, has given grace. Grace is a gift. Grace is God's decision. It was God's choice to forgive all. See, grace has forgiven all. There's not anything uh, that is the exception to that steadfast rule that under grace, God has said all is forgiven for all, all are forgiven all everyone say all. all now it's amazing sometimes isn't it guys that that uh you know um that we 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 compartmental in li- in life our friends and our foes and uh, we'll give grace to our friends but not to our foes yet god has forgiven all friends and foes The people that crucified Jesus, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. You know, the scripture here, it says, I'm here to announce freedom to all captives and pardon to all prisoners. How do you think the captives are released? Well, through pardon, through forgiveness. There's freedom uh, in forgiveness and there's freedom through forgiveness. Now, you know, this is one of the, the fundamental uh, foundational um, understandings that we have to have uh, where our relationship with God is concerned and where our relationship with ourself is concerned and our relationship with other people. And forgiveness is, uh, from the way that God forgives all, there's, a, there's no exceptions. There's not anything that, that, that cannot be forgiven. Except one thing, that's just the rejection of God. Yeah. Um, we, we, we really, we all need forgiveness. I believe we all desire forgiveness. We all need forgiveness. We need forgiveness uh, from God. There's such a freedom in realizing that when, when we realize that we're forgiven, when we realize of how much we're forgiven, it's not that hard to extend that to other folks. <clears throat> so grace has made a place and given a space. And it's this wonderful, uh, this wonderful place of, of forgiveness in God. The forgiveness of God. Say it with me if you will. The forgiveness of God. See, we need to learn the way that God forgives, why God forgives. See, it's all wrapped up in who He is, and that's He is love. Deuteronomy, the 30, uh chapter, 14th through oh, about fifteen or 16th verse there. The, the Lord is, is uh, speaking to the children of Israel through Moses. He's saying the word is right here and now. As near as the tongue in your mouth and as near as the heart in your chest. Look what I've done for you. Today, I've placed in front of you life and good, death and evil. Verse 19, he caps it off by saying, I call heaven and earth to witness. I place before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your children will live. Love God, your God. Walk in his ways, keep his commandments. Regulation and rules so that you will live, really live. Live exuberantly, blessed by God, your God. Oh yes, he is life itself. John 5 and uh, 1 John 5, 11 and 12 says this. This is the testimony in essence that God gave us eternal life. The life is in his son, so whoever has the son has life whoever rejects the son rejects life I'll read to you John 3 and 16 and 17 out of the passion bible it says but God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world but to be its savior and rescue it so now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him, but the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of God's beloved son. And the message that Jesus brought and the, and the action that Jesus took and the thing that Jesus made available to us was the forgiveness of God. That's the ultimate expression of God's love for us is that he forgave all. he forgave all everybody of everything everybody of everything you know have you ever wondered about that word uh believing is it what what is that is it is it is it some state of knowing or understanding or uh that we come to do do some people just believe and others just can't seem to believe or th- no believing is a choice. It's absolutely a choice. It's a decision. It is a, it is a choosing. It's an act of the will. See, we have been given by God a free will. It's free. Your will is free. You are free. You and I are free to choose, or to choose. We choose to believe, or we're cho- or we're free. To choose not to believe, but the all the main portion that God wants for us is says choosing to believe that God sent Jesus who Jesus is and what he came to do amen and and choosing not to believe the Bible says that there's a condemnation that goes uh, with that. see a lot of times when we when many times that uh, when people won't come to God because they feel condemned. Most of the time they feel condemned by the message that, that we're you know we're not coming from a place of forgiveness of freedom and forgiveness because it's very easy once you you know once we receive that grace for ourself that uh, suddenly you know the people that we're supposed to be Extending the most grace to, you know, we extend the least to them. We get real comfortable with ourselves. We get real comfortable with, uh, you know, uh, with the people that we feel like are like us. Well, remember, we were all alike in the same boat, needing grace and forgiveness. You know, uh, we're you know uh, when we're when we're saved, we should then. S- be still very concerned about those who still need to be rescued we should we should still have a sense in our uh, in our life of the desperate situation that we were in and the desperate situation that they were in that if they die without receiving Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior if they if they do not hear of the forgiveness of God if they do not receive believe that and receive that forgiveness. Uh, then, uh, yes, a loving God will reject those who reject Him. Simply because, now, now listen, He doesn't want to. He says, I'm setting it before you. He said, there's life and good and there's evil and, and, uh, uh, and wrong. Death and wrong. Death and evil. The blessing and the curse. Life and death. But you, we do the choosing. We do the choosing. Free will always has a choice. We always have a choice. You know the biggest lie of the devil is is he'll just kind of hem us up and make it look like through circumstances or situation religious people, non-religious people that you don't have a choice and he's always is trying to force his will against our will to get us to give up and give in. Now, where do you get that from? That's the total opposite of how God is. God always gives us a choice, allows us the freedom to choose, will never force uh, us to do anything that we don't want to do. But he's always working to bring us uh, to the place in the worst of circumstances, in the in the most difficult of situations, he's always wanting us to come to the Uh, always trying to work uh, us into the place of truth where we understand that we're forgiven and that we can choose God and we can choose to follow him and that he won't leave us like he found us he'll help us amen free will always has a choice and God said this choose life and live choose Jesus and really live if He who has the Son has life. You know, sometimes we we forget about that life is about the who and start thinking it's all about the what. You can get so unhappy focusing on the what. What I do have. What I don't have. What I think is going to fulfill me. And what I think is making me unhappy. When all the while It's always been about who we have. Or could I say it this way? Who has us? Well, I've got some who's that are making me very unhappy. Well, unhappy people make other people unhappy. And the Bible says that we need to pray for them. I mean, that's, you know, that's a... That's a totally opposite thing. But remember who's saying that? The one who forgave all is saying, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So pray that they will see that I have forgiven them. And they'll believe that and receive that and choose that for themselves. I've never, I've met a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, Jesus is a, 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 is a master. Bo- I've met a lot of people both seemingly friend and seemingly foe and I've seen I have seen uh, I've seen uh, Jesus change folks I mean change people to where you know they, they, were, they were just seemed like an enemy and I remind you that most of the New Testament was written by a person that was killing Christians and thought he was doing God a favor. He was the strongest foe, so against God, so against the hated, so hateful to the people of God. But you know, the church prayed for those that were persecuting them, prayed for their enemies, and God turned their foe into a great friend. Pastor, I thought I was going to come today and you were going to make me feel better. I was going to get all of my problems solved. And, and uh, you know, uh, I'm so unhappy in life. I'll tell you what, now it just seems like I should be a whole lot further along than where I'm at. And I've been a Christian for X amount of years and I still got trouble and this and that. Let me speak as kindly as I can in this. First of all, if you'll lift up your eyes and look at, some, at the folks around you, you're you are already saved. Yeah. You, you're in church. Yeah, uh-huh. You're on your way to heaven. Yeah. You're, you're, you may have problems, but you don't have the problem that you're headed the wrong way with a stick of dynamite in your back pocket and the devil chasing <laughs> you around with a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just isn't all about our own happiness. It's, a, it's, about, it's about helping other folks. It's about helping God help other folks. It's about just, uh, you know, there is no greater calling and there's no higher happiness in life than to be forgiven and know it. That's right. And to walk in it and to live in the light of that. There's no higher thing that you can have in your life than having the Son. Jesus in your heart. It doesn't get any bigger or greater than that. Now we may wander off. uh, We may wander off from that central truth, and that you know, uh, you know, trying, you know, you know, to find our place in this world, and trying to make a name for ourselves, and trying to gather as much, you know, uh, little rocks and sticks in the can, and put them in there, and sit on it, and say, "I am." There's lots of things. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. But salvation is the greatest thing. Amen. 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 You know, 2019 has just begun, and today is a new day, and it's a new year. And you and I can make new changes out of new choices. The Bible teaches a new beginning. It's not just a new leaf or a new list or, a, you know, uh, a new resolution, but a new birth and a new life. And grace gives new for you and new for me. Great grace is given as a gift. It's undeserved. It's, it's unearned. It's simply accepted as a gift because love gave Grace. And grace forgave all. It not only forgave all, it still forgives all. It still forgives all. The good news is that it's all in the past. Forgiveness frees us. It's freedom to the captive from pardon from the prisoner. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes going... uh, you know going forward that's important in life advancing in life the the hopes dreams that you have they're they're not that they're not unimportant to god you know but you know when uh listen to just an old man sit up here and muse for just a little bit will that be okay you know man i've worked you know 20 hours a day We've driven new cars. I've I've driven cars that I've had to leave behind and walk the rest of the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've lived in shanties uh, and shacks, and we've lived in nice places. We've had uh, enough clothes to wear, and 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 you know none of you would understand this. We've lived in a place one time where the where the clothes froze to the wall of the place we were living in if you wanted to wear them, you couldn't wear them. <laughs> you know we've seen a lot of you know we've seen a lot of ups and downs and all arounds and that but I'm going to tell you what you know at this place now in uh, in life you realize perhaps more what really is important what really matters you know and uh, um, take a little bit, uh, you take a little bit more time to stop and smell the roses along the way, you know. Uh, I I enjoy now people uh, much more than I, than I ever used to. I enjoy the little children much more than I ever used to. I enjoy the moments that we have uh, much more because People are the priority with God. Yeah. And whether those people are, quote, right or wrong, whether those people are, you know, uh, saved or unsaved, you know, God's going to be appropriate with them. God's going God's to try to bring them up a little higher, bring them further, bring, draw them a little closer than where they are right now. You ever remember what it was like to be far from God. To be afraid of God. Heard his voice calling you. They needed to avoid that crazy Jesus freak at the job. Not so much that they irritate you, but you're afraid. That's a lot of people, oh, I invite people to church that go, I'm afraid the building would fall in on me. Now listen, the key, key word in there, I'm afraid. You have nothing to fear from God, all is forgiven. You have nothing to fear from us. We're people who have been forgiven and know it. And when you walk in here, you know all is forgiven. That's that's the way it is. That's how it's always going to be. There's no one and nothing. There's no one that's done anything uh, that, that could separate God's love from them. And who am I not to love you if God loves you? My job is to love you. God's job is to change you. And love will change us. When we know we're loved, love will, will pull us out of some stuff. Love will bring us a little further than where we are right now. Love will, uh, will do things that no uh, religion can't do it. Rules and regulations can't do it. Pushing and shoving, degrading people, uh, diminishing people can't do it. No, love will change us. Amen if you want change, what we're really saying is, I, I, just, I just need to know how much I'm loved. Yeah. And I can assure you, you are greatly loved by God. You are forgiven, yeah. and you're free to choose. Today, oh, no better day, there's, there's new life that he has for us. Let me ask you, do you have the son? Will you follow Jesus? Please don't settle for knowing about Him. Exchanging that for really knowing Him. You know, I would be thirty-five years. God can, and I want to testify. Not only can God get you. You know, they used to tell me, God will get you. God will get you. I remember. Listen, I I remember. Uh, think, you know, I don't mind getting got by a good God. Amen. Now, the one they knew or <laughs> thought that they knew wasn't a good God. Yep. But I found out, boy, you know, I mean, why run any longer if God can get you? Right. Had that right? My question was, when he, when, he, when he does get me, will he have me? Yep. And I found out that he would. Right. He not only would get me and have me, God can keep you. God will keep you. I've done a few things in between that I that the devil told me I was just a throwaway. Oh now you're you just aren't good enough to be a Christian. And when I became a Christian, he said, now you're just not good enough. You're just you're just too bad to be a Christian. How many of you have ever done some things you felt like, surely God's not gonna understand this? Surely, I, 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 I've just. That's not a. That's probably a better place to live than thinking. You know that I never do anything wrong. I never mess up as a Christian. Uh, that's easy to spot, isn't it? Because see, when when anybody messes up outside of the lines that we've drawn religiously for them, then you know that's it. That's it. Lay the law down. Lay down the law. You're too bad. You you just are too far. That's too much. I got about three minutes. I want to make good use of it. There's a scene in the Bible where they brought this woman and she was just too bad for the religious church she belonged to. And in that church, if you're bad, we stone, they stone you to death. They throw enough rocks and hit you out of, out of a sense of righteousness, self-righteousness, that I'm right, you're wrong, and you're wrong enough that i'm going to pick up my right and hit you with it hit you wrong with my right until you're dead they brought her to Je- they brought her to jesus you know wouldn't it be nice if we could just bring guilty sinful condemned folks to jesus and see what Jesus would say. We caught this this one in the act. Our law says she's too bad to live. She's done too much wrong. She doesn't deserve anything good. She doesn't deserve any grace. She doesn't deserve any love or kindness, she deserves to die. Rightly so. She broke broke the law. And you know what? You know what Jesus' answer to that was? I really don't know what he wrote. There's just a speculation. He bent down and started writing in the Sand. But one, one thing about getting around Jesus is he can say a whole lot without saying anything. Amen. So I just believe the love that was coming out of him was greater than the hate that was all around him. Amen. Let me rephrase what he said this. He said, those that are without sin, At the first stone he could have said it another way if you're here and you don't need forgiveness mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. don't forgive yeah. one by one they dropped their stones and left and she's standing there face-to-face face with Jesus. He said, where are your accusers? See, because when people stand in front of God, you know, if you can't bring people to Jesus, you know, they won't come to church, they, they won't listen to anything you say, that doesn't mean that you can't bring them to, to in front of God. We can pray, and we can pray out of a heart that says, I'm not condemning them. They need you, just like I stood there one day, and I needed you. That could be me. That was me. There's something about when we come personally face-to-face with this Jesus because somebody prayed for us. Somebody loved us. Amen. John 3.16 and 17. God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus' message was all is forgiven. Father, forgive them. His last act, honor. Father, forgive them. They don't know If you're here today, you've never heard it that way. You might need to receive. You might just need to believe it with all of your heart today. And I'm going to tell you what now. Because that's all of God's heart. He'll make a change. He'll make a change. You may be here today and all is well with you. But you know somebody that all is is not well with them. It's good that all is well with you. But it's not good that all is not well with them. Because it won't be what you did with the who's of your life. It won't be about, oh yeah, I worked with them. Oh yeah, I traded with them. Oh yeah, I heard about Oh yeah, they lived next door. I saw them in the grocery store. The great meeting place of earth. Uh, More than anything else, if you can't see people in church, wait a while. you'll see them at Walmart. Either working there or shopping there, one or the other. But when we all stand in front of God, you know it'll be about who God sent us to. Not what he sent us to do. Make a life, make a career, all of that. It will be about who. The essence of the testimony is this. He who has the Son has life. And he who does not doesn't have life. And there's always those two, aren't there? wherever we go in our homes in our families in our with our neighborhood in our with our friends the places that we work all the places that we frequent there's only two kinds of people the way that God sees it he who has the son and has life and he who doesn't have the son and doesn't have life don't we maybe we ought to join God in his work he would like us to because he has no other way to get Life to the ones that don't have life, but through the ones who do have life. Have you noticed that? How many of you are in the church today, came to be a believer through the witness, the testimony, the essence, somebody had the son. And they shared him with you. Raise up your hand high. You came, you you heard about the son through somebody who had the son. How many of you know some folks that don't have the son? How many of you, of those folks, won't hear anything you've got to say? Let me tell you something. If you'll talk to God about them, God, there'll be a time when you can talk to them about God. Don't get the order of it. Talk to them. Talk to God about them first. You know? Well, what about my bills getting paid? If you work, you'll get paid. Why are we standing around in the city square? Because nobody hired us. You know, We love the place where everybody says you're fired. Let me tell you, you're hired. You're hired. Go in the vineyard. Go work. Go, go, go out there and find somebody who doesn't have what you got. And if they don't want what you got, don't worry about them. You're still assigned to them. Pray for them. Love on them. Soften them up by buying them lunch. you got to be kidding me. You know, Order them a Little Caesars $5 pizza. Five bucks. Go to the value menu. It's no longer a dollar. Two bucks, you can get a cheeseburger. Isn't that right? Share some of your cookies with them. I'm not sharing nothing with them. Sometimes you, 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 you have to you have to make the first move. Sometimes, and that move needs to, that, that they'll be more receptive through the gifts of generosity, of love and prayer, of kindness, of being genuinely concerned. I, I'm going to finish it. We'll be done. I remember a guy I was witnessing to, and, you know, just, just basically scoff and mock and laugh and, you know, make fun of you. you got to, at some point in time, that doesn't bother you. No more than, you know, don't let people telling you how wonderful you are bother you either. Amen. Amen. It's good sometimes to have some folks, you know, really not like you so that you don't just be around people that like you and you think that you're all that in a bag of chips. (laughs) But I remember this guy. You know, and you know, I mean, you know, you could take personal offense at that. You could really get, you know, this is why forgiveness is so important. Learn to, that you're forgiven, so just forgive. You know, they do stuff and all, you know, I could just get all upset, but you know, hey... You know, if the greater one lives on the inside of you, and you're the one that has life, and they don't have, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So, you know, you just pray for them, whatever. I remember, you know, the funny thing about the world, they eat their own young, they turn on one another. Have you ever noticed that? You know, have you ever seen in the Bible where in the enemy's camp, they start shooting each other. They they get confused, and they don't know who's friend or foe. They just hate everybody the same. If you're not helping them, eventually they'll hurt you. Come on now. Are you listening? And don't get all upset because you get hurt in the church. You get hurt worse out in the world. Yeah. Hurts part of dealing with any kind of relationship whatsoever. Yeah. You know, your feelings going to get hurt. You know, your toes are going to get stepped on. Somebody, this or that or the other. But don't take it personal, really. And don't be, oh, hard-hearted. Just be tough enough. Yeah. Just be strong in the Lord, you know. And I remember, you know, because eventually, if you're praying and you're feeling along, I'll always be feeling along the, somebody's heart. You know, there'll be, there's a crack there. Sooner or later, you can get some light in there. And I remember, you know, uh, his friends, you know, the people that laugh with you, laugh with him at you, you know, eventually they're laughing at you too. And so, you know, at that point in time, I... You know, I just said a couple of words. I said, look, I see what's going on. I just want you to know I'm not in agreement with that. It's wrong. What they're doing is wrong. Man, I made a friend for life. Never did come to church, but we'd go golf. Once a year. <laughs> and he'd, be, he'd trounce me real good, you know. Uh, but when we were golfing, you know, I'd get my legs in sometimes. He let me say some things about Jesus, because see, I see Jesus is my friend, and I wanted, and He's my friend, and I wanted my friends to meet. I just want you to look at you right now. Were were you winnable? How many people do you think looked at you and just shook their head? Just gave a. How, how many of you looked in the mirror and just thought, I'm "Not savable. Not this. I'm not." And God get you. God get you. Love God with all your heart. And love your neighbor as yourself. If God could get you, you think God can get them. If God didn't give up on you, Let's not give up on them. I don't go by feelings, but I honestly feel God here today. He's so thrilled with you. He's so happy with you. Don't be unhappy with yourself. I mean, honestly, don't be unhappy with yourself. Just, you know, don't, don't forget that, you know, when you read your Bible, when you pray, when you go to church, when you, that all this stuff is simply, it's, from God's point of view, this is, he goes, I just wanted you to be with me. That's all. I didn't really care so much about what we're doing now. I just wanted you to, you know, while you're praying, is it about being with me or just about what you're praying about? When you're reading the the Bible, boy, this morning you know I had to start over several different times because uh, I wasn't really thinking about being with God. I was thinking about you know my guitars or something. I can't remember, but it would just kept. I had to read over the, had to back up and start again several times till I could get my get my perspective. Amen. And what a wonderful time you can have with the Lord. He's so happy with you. I want just to share the good news with you, with you uh, uh, today. God's happy with you. Amen. Amen. And those people you think are so bad, he's really especially fond of them. <laughs> Go figure. You know, God, I'm telling you, You ever thought that sometimes you get offended? And you're thinking, why in the world would they treat me like that, this and that? And then you go to God and you go, God, so-and-so, God goes, I'm so glad that you noticed them and brought them up. I've been trying to get them on your mind and on your lips and you to talk to me about them for so long. And the only way I could get there was, you know, I'll take the offense. Let's forgive them, but let's talk about them. I'm especially fond of, I got to pray because I'm helping two or three of you here right now. God's so happy with you. So happy that you accepted His generous offer of grace and forgiveness. So happy with you. But I'm going to tell you what now. There is a joy that God wants you to share. You know the Bible says that when one sinner, just when one sinner decides that that they'll swap nameplates and become a saint, they'll accept the grace of God, the goodness of God. God you know, God gets up and say, nah, now, nah. he gets up off, he gets up off of his throne, and he does a little happy dance." You know, and don't be like the older brother says. You never did a happy dance about me. God will rewind it, and he'll go, "Yeah, I remember way back there?" Amen. You know, and I'm so happy with you, but this one was lost, and now they're found. This one was dead. And now they are alive. We should both be doing a happy dance. We should be rejoicing. And there's such a joy, you know, uh, when, when, the, when the birth announcement comes. Amen. You know, we're going to, this is a double year, and we're going to have twins this year. No, not Pastor Sandy and I. We have other people that do these things for us now. It's so wonderful. It was joyous news. We don't got to pay for them, though, you know, Santa swore off of buying things for the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, amen. But listen, our, we didn't wait to get glad. Are you listening? We didn't wait to get glad. Well, well, I'll see it when I believe it. You get the picture. You know what God's high. so good that you're here. Amen. So good that you're saved. Amen. So good that you know the love and forgiveness of God. Yes. And it's also maybe very good that today you've been made a little bit more aware of, what, of who is around you. You know we're free to follow you. And we want to offer them the same freedom. They're free to accept Him, free to reject Him. But we're not going to give up on them until they're following Jesus too. Every head's bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we thank you in this house today. I want to ask you a question: Where are you with God? Don't we want to take? for granted that everybody that comes to the house and I pray that the day is, is here now that we're at the place that where everybody that comes to this house is first looking for God but also that there are those that still need to be found by God that this would be a beacon of light this place would be a drawing card for God it would have a grace on us as a people people are attracted to Jesus if change starts with me come change starts with us my like job there's not enough money a rich man can't have enough money. A smart man can't have enough intelligence or cleverness to ransom a soul. But God, you can save. And you can save to the uttermost. And God, you can change. And you can change lives from darkness to light, from death to life oh God you can God we can't but you can but give us that ability put something inside of us from what's inside of you when we leave this place today that we have the son Really alive, and we have that life. And help us to give that life away again and again and over and over to whoever, and whomever you give us the to encounter. If you're here today, you've never accepted Jesus and you want to, please lift your hand right now. No one's looking around. It's a private decision. I want to pray for you. We'll all pray together. Thank you. God bless you. Is anybody else? I'm ready to follow Jesus. Let's pray this prayer together. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, take over my life. Jesus, take over my life. Let me know that I have this that I have this, and I have life. I have life. And let me know that you, you have, have me. Let me know, know that you have me. And been. I want you to know you have my life from now let on. You know you have thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to pray one more prayer today? If you're here today and obviously you are, we are it can be just another Sunday and another year boy I'm praying for something to happen something significant to take place by grace today I'm going to ask you to make a move of faith and here's all it is I'm not going to ask you to walk to the front I'm not going to ask you to go do anything that requires you to physically do anything but I am going to ask you to join me right now the Bible says we don't have because we don't ask So I'm going to ask today. I'm going to ask that you listen to these words now if anyone is enfolded into Christ. He has become an entirely new creation. And all that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. God has made all things new. And reconciled us to himself. And given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the Anointed One that God was shepherding the world. Not even keeping records of their transgressions. And He has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are ambassadors of the Anointed One who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips so we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf turn back to God be reconciled to him for God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him now since we are God's co-workers we beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted allowing it to have no effect on your lives Can't you see? Now is the time to respond to his favor. Now is the day of salvation. We will not place obstacles in anyone's way that hinder them from coming to salvation. Father, thank you for hearing our prayer today. Thank you that we offer your words back to you and we know that they will not return to you void. We fill those words with hope and faith. We fill those words with commitment. We fill those words with a willingness to be obedient to them. And God, give us souls. Give us someone. I want you to ask God right now. For someone, you're thinking of someone in your family, someone in your sphere of influence. God, give us someone to show for our lives in 2019. Give us someone. God, we know you have all the what under control, but God, give us someone. Give us us people that nobody else wants. Give us people that the world has thrown away and religion rejects. Give us people, Father that are far from you give us people that have slid away from you and have walked away from you give us families caught give us marriages that are broken and give us give us the give us the downcast and the and the outcast give us the ones that have been given up on and the ones that have given up give us people for our life Don't make me pray all by myself here just for a second. I want you to call somebody's name out in front of God. Somebody you know, God, give us souls. Give us these people for our life. Give us opportunities to intersect their life with the love of God. Give us the ability to be a powerful witness to them, Father. Give, Give them the grace to see. Give them the opportunity to hear, Lord, even if they've stopped their ears and harden at their hearts before god give them grant them repentance in the name of jesus grant them repentance if you knew i'm going to take two more minutes here we're already over time let me tell you something we do i'm not going to be ugly but but we can, we'll will 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 pray about a whole bunch of things but what kind of, what if listen Here's the possibility of this, and this is not a fear-mongering thing whatsoever. I've known situations like this where one day I had an opportunity, and the next day my opportunity was gone, and their opportunity was gone. What if their life depended on whether or not you prayed? What if God... At some point in time, it was a year, a month, a week, a day, a minute from now, that that prayer was the only access he had to their life. Was the only one that he had to their life. How would you pray? Would you pray? How would you pray? Amen. All right. We're going to stand up for just a second. I believe you can pray better standing up than sitting down. And, And I'm 60 seconds. This is just a little 60-second thing that I hope is the match that ignites something in us from now on. You know, we, we, we're faith people putting an action to what we've heard and saying something with our mouth. Amen. I want to I make a confession out loud where you can hear it, where we can all hear it, and you can, you can hear it for yourself. I'm going to ask you first, do you want someone for your life? They're trouble. It's problematic. People. To care about anybody. To be involved and engaged with anybody is going to be disruptive for you. It, it, God may wake you up in the middle of the night. They may do something that just, you know, I mean, irritates you. All of it is is in the process of of them coming to the Lord of them entering in the, I'm telling you it's it, you know not everybody will do this not everybody wants this because because people for your life is more than just you it's like having someone on your hip you know you're just there everywhere like little little you know whatever but if you want someone for your life 2019 in, in light of eternity, when we stand in front of God, will you have anyone? Will you have anyone to show for your life? Both in the kingdom of God and planted in the church. Will you have anyone to show for it? Will you bring somebody? Andrew, when? Brought his brother. Brought his brother. Amen. Will you have anyone? And if you accept that, now listen... All God wants is a yes or no, a yay yeah, or nay. And then He will give, He'll do the rest through you. He uses willing and then just obedient, available people who know they can't do it. But God can. We're just willing to let God do it. You know, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you what now, you know, it, it does. Their lives do depend on it. And so do ours. So do ours. This is, this is, this is growing up in God. This is what God wants out of you.